0: Totally understand him. I totally get it. And he's dealing with Glenn, who who doesn't know shit about basketball. Glenn, Glenn probably Taylor, is a great. Yeah, probably well, is I a, think we wasn't probably concerned probably about the a time a, apart. I know. You know how to make money, but he don't know anything about basketball.
1: It's like dishes. seven degrees in New York right now, so my air conditioner will not be on today. Congratulations!
2: It's a beautiful day. <laughs> and I'm not doing dishes; I'm making coffee. Now, there's a now. Your, your list is long, Jared. It goes like this: you're you're, you're a pacer. I'm definitely a pacer. <laughs> you a pacer, you and you have wood floors, so you pace on wood floors. And you have oh, a dog. Was... You have a dog. I do have a dog. And sometimes the air conditioner.
1: But it's going to be cold for the foreseeable future. Like I'm going to be wearing a beanie inside. That's how cold it is.
3: <laughs> um, what do, wait, what do you do with the dog? Usually,
1: usually he just sits around either on the couch or on my bed. Okay. Sometimes he starts like running around.
3: (laughs) I got you. Yeah. uh, Yesterday um, I went on to uh, Corbin Smith's like live stream thing. Mm. And so I, it wasn't like a professional thing. So I let my dog hang out in my office and then he started whining and I kicked him out. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my puppy is he's in the crate, so he won't be at the door. And then my French bulldog doesn't care.
4: Yeah.
1: And my dog doesn't really make any, like he doesn't whine or bark or anything. He just likes to run and jump. So that's like, I'll make noise like that,
2: uh, Jared. I never got to uh, see you after the show. What'd you think? Did you have fun. Yeah, I thought it went well. I was just checking out your guys' segment. It was oh, yeah? much better than I I thought it was. In fact, I trashed it on the stage.
1: <laughs> Did you really? I didn't hear yes. that
2: part. <laughs> I mean, I do it in a way that makes it seem like I'm doing it just for a joke. It doesn't. It's not really like I. Uh... Well, because it was so. It was like all it kept moving like in different directions for a while you know that's and good though no it is what it is yeah i mean it was just it was it was always um uh you know with 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 engagement or or funny shit happening so but when you're there live you you feel like it's just like it's it's off the rails and so you get worried you're like is it too mm. far off the rails that people are getting oh okay you know wanting to uh like focus it yeah but i mean i don't know i i i I enjoy what we do and it's like a it's like a royal rumble you know (laughs) um i'm just waiting for tommy's a little he's just running behind i don't know where harper is am i jade hey (laughs) Sup, my man yo yo rodeo joe dave did you listen to that radio ethan
3: I did. I listened to it this morning. I was dying. Oh I was dying. You know, we need the lawyer diss tracks now. Like, I need to find out that Rodeo Joe has a, a kid that he doesn't pay child support for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One kid?
3: <laughs> Probably multiple. The uh- man, oh, have you seen it?
5: Rodeo Joe, man? Woo.
3: I man, I I I, th- I thought you guys did a really great job, and uh, you know, I I also love that Big Todd kept calling. Ethan radio, like radio was his first name. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I love that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Skip too. Yeah. Skip. That was good.
3: That Amazing. Was good. That's so, it was so much fun. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
1: that, that I that also enjoyed so the sick. daily ding last night. That was
2: sick, dude. That I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Very good.
5: Yeah. Well, the good thing is that it's going to be up every day, just about every I day, know. about 20 minutes, 15 to 20. You know, we only had two games and yet we went 26, so we're gonna have to tighten things up a little bit. But the uh, the idea is, every morning you wake up and you're like, "Oh, I gotta like get ready for uh, the day," but I don't have the time to like sit and diddle on my phone. I would love to just listen to all the NBA news and all the things that happened the night before. The Daily Ding is there for you. Go subscribe. The Daily Ding on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And listen to Trey,
5: Zach, and Waz last night go through all the games, all two of them.
2: You can also search Count the Dings for that if you need to. If you're not finding it like on Google Play, for instance, try that uh, Daily Ding. But I'm trying to like get all the titles correct and uh, all the different platforms. Other messaging, Tom, uh, if you do want to play with us on FanDuel, trying to set up um, a group of 40 people to play every week Um, if you go to fanduel.com forward slash b2b you can sign up through that link you don't need a promo code to enter if you go through that url you'll get five dollars into your bank and then you can play one game they're five dollar games i might lower that to three uh people need to Um, but help out the show and play once that's all I need to do. Just play once, you get a free game. So
1: I have a question about this uh, this daily ding.
2: Sure.
1: So, is it called that because it's daily? That seems like a good move. I like it.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Who came up with that, Jade? Was that you? Yeah,
5: it Was me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because I was remember. I thought it was Trey for, for it, it was it was during our uh, our meeting, and it was like just like that. Tom came up with it right off the dome.
5: Right off the don,e and you were like, "That's a ding." I was like, "The daily ding."
3: I was so, and that's over, Tom.
1: a big number. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this was, is like how the sausage is made here. Yeah, I was so yeah, just hung very
5: fun. Spong- <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad you made it, Jade. That's all. There um, was, there's a pocket of time where we didn't know where actually, you were.
2: You know what? I wasn't hungover. I was just tired, actually, because I didn't drink that much. Uh, Don't do this. The mean does this there on time. time. I wish they're on time.
5: I know. A meme wasn't. But what I'm saying is don't do the, the whole I don't get hungover. I just get nausea and I'm tired and sleepy. <laughs> oh no, and, I, and I was
2: Yo, written. Tom, I get hungover, but I was uh, I, I just didn't drink that much uh, to get like hungover. So I wasn't drunk. I was I, I was perfectly fine when I went to bed. Anyway, I
1: feel like we may have had this exact discussion the last time I was on the podcast.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Jared was at the live show. And, uh, he enjoyed himself, Tom. So he says,
5: and yeah, I was on, I was on stage with him.
2: You're fantastic. Fantastic. Except for when I totally, I was looking at the video. I was telling you this the other night, I, I introduced Tom for the second segment, Tom barrels through the curtain, uh, <laughs> on I his t- totally tripped. Did you really trip? Yeah,
5: I really did. Yeah. It, I fell.
2: And then, I'm doing the intros, and Tom's trying to dap me, and I left him hanging for a solid 20 seconds, and you know I never I got to you.
5: <laughs> you know what I did? I said, uh, "I said, hey, uh, everybody, um, uh, just before we kick things off here, I want to give a shout out, everyone, a round of applause for the man behind me. There's no one there. Oh, you were gone. <laughs> yes. And I felt, I was like, oh, great. I tripped onto the stage and I just missed whiffed on that one. So things are off to a great start. And then I think you just came around and eventually got on stage. What were you doing back there? Um, I was in the
2: bathroom. No doing comment. drugs. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, but we do have news. We are going to be performing in Los Angeles on January 12th. That's a Saturday night at the Bootleg Theater which is really a a nice location for Los Angeles. Uh, I was looking on the map. It's it's centrally located. Um, So tickets will go on sale Monday for Patreons. And then later in the week, I don't know which date, um, there will be a set of tickets for VIP at a discounted rate on Patreon. Um, So I encourage you to sign up at patreon.com forward slash count the dings for that. And then... uh, um, it's about 250 odd seats for that show. So, um, buy your tickets quick.
5: Yep. Yeah. The New York city show, the Brooklyn show tickets went fast. So let's, uh, if you want to go, make sure you jump on them
1: early. I feel like this LA show is not close enough to my apartment. Like the Brooklyn <laughs> show was very close to me. it's very easy. The LA show is much further. It's going to take me a long time to get there. <laughs>
5: you gotta find an You got to get started now.
2: Well, yeah. Jared, you know you got a sp- <laughs> you know you got a spot on stage if you can get there, people. You know what I'm talking about. Hit the Venmo. Are we <laughs> sure we want to bring Zach on this
5: show? Because right now I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about three bald dudes just talking NBA. Pretty good. It's a, it's a good dynamic. Like you know, maybe a lot just- of guys with compensating with beards for their lack of hair up top. Right here.
3: <laughs> right here. Well, to be fair, though, I've been shaving my head since I was like 13. I've shaving? Been like with a
5: stupid bickering your hair?
3: Yeah. Since 13? Yeah. So I used to, I mean, I always had a buzz cut as a little kid. And then I, I, you know, I was a huge Jordan fan and I was like, well, it made him. I mean, he was so great at <laughs> basketball. Maybe it'll help. Um, <laughs> you know, I always felt faster, too. You know, like the day the day of a fresh shave, I feel yeah. a lot faster. I still feel that way
5: and more aerodynamic. Yeah. Science. It's got, it's gotta be science, right?
3: Yeah. And now it's like a ritualistic thing. And so like when I was coaching on game days, I would always make sure I shaved and and my wife would make fun of me. She's like, yeah, I can't believe you put that much effort into this. I was like, well, you know, that's life. (laughs) So basketball is back. Are we, are we excited or how are we feeling? Are we sure it's back? Like, because those games last night were not very pretty. Uh, I mean, it looked like a it looked like an opening night. Mm-hmm. Couple of games, right? I mean, the the Sixers really look like they're uh, stuck in preseason or back in China. And I thought the Celtics looked a, looked pretty good. I mean, uh, Gordon Hayward aside, everybody looked like they were uh, in good shape. Actually, Kyrie looks a little out of shape, but uh, other than that, everybody looked really good. Well, that's the thing about the Celtics
1: though, right? Like Hayward didn't play that well. Only played, I think like 23, 24 minutes. Kyrie like was not being any shots and it just didn't matter. You know, they got, they go like nine deep with guys who could realistically start for a lot of teams and they, they just don't
3: even need their best guys to be at their best to win even against the best teams opening night. They did not have a single player hit the 30 minute mark.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's. A-
1: Remember That's a few years ago when uh, the Spurs didn't have anybody average 30 minutes for the season and everybody was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. I feel like the, the Celtics are going to do that this year too.
5: Yeah, and they're doing it because they have a whole lot of like top shelf t- talent. The, oh. the Lakers did it, I think, last year or two years ago just because they had a bunch of young guys. They didn't know who to play. Um, but the this is the whole thing about the Celtics is that they have the depth where Kyrie Irving can just uh, – j- drop a stink bomb on everybody, go two for 14, one for eight from the floor. I mean, one for eight from three. Um, didn't think didn't look like he had it. And guess what? You got Terry Rozier out there, scary Terry coming off the bench and he could start for, I don't know how many teams do you guys think that Terry Rozier could start for in the, at least half the league. And, and he comes off the bench and Oh, Gordon Hayward isn't playing that well. Oh wait, you got Jason Tatum coming in, uh, and can drop 20 and 10 just, you know right there and they talked about on the daily dime podcast on uh subscribe to the daily dime about how you know this is ding.
2: a team that's built Tom. The daily ding oh no i'm
1: stuck at espn with the daily dime no no oh, yeah.
2: i actually tried to steal it i stole it and then uh it was rejected by the group the uh. daily
5: ding um the daily ding podcast they talked about it last night this morning um This is a team that is built for the regular season, built for the grind of 82 games. If some guy gets hurt, if Marcus smart gets hurt again, or if Gordon Hayward gets hurt again, they've got guys who can just pop in and be a really plus player uh, like that. Uh, The 76ers, man, if you weren't big on the 76ers coming into this season because of their shooting and just because of their youth last night was your dream, your dream, everything, all your worries about the Philadelphia 76ers, You know, crystallized last night. Um, Just they couldn't hit a shot five for 26 from deep. Markel Fultz wasn't necessarily confident with his outside shot. Ben Simmons, all these things about them not having enough shooting, it was true. At least for one night, they looked like they needed a lot of spacing. And Joel Embiid, you know, got in his. I felt like Joel was just. Trying to push things a little too much sometimes. Uh, there was one time where uh he tried to go one-on-one on Al Horford and it just looked like he was in mud. Al Horford just wrapped him up um and blocked him right there on the left block when they needed a bucket. So uh I think I think the Philadelphia 76ers are gonna be way better, way better than they looked last night. And I think people are getting a little too caught up in game one. Um, but that's what we do in the NBA. That's what we do in life. Human beings are not good at uh, not staying in the moment. And I think we're prisoners of the moment a lot. And I think the 76ers have to be better.
3: Oh, I think that a couple of issues came to light last night and and it's, they don't have Bellinelli and they don't have Ilya Sova. And they were very integral to that run that they went on at the end of the season and to the success they had in the, in the early part of the playoffs. Um, Embiid looks out of shape to me. It's not just stuck in, I mean, he was just gassed on, on the defensive end aside from when he was, you know, blocking shots, um mentally I, I couldn't tell whether he was he was on the same page as everyone else. He blew a couple of switches. Um him and Fultz had some miscommunication on some cuts. Um and you know, it's funny, after the game, he said that it's not a rivalry because Boston, you know, kicks their ass. And uh I think he's right. I mean, I, I just think Philly's not quite in that top tier of the East yet. And, and we've all kind of rushed to put them there based on what they did last year, but they really overperformed. Based on that 16 game winning streak. So, I mean, they, they, they were probably like a 47 48 win team last year that wound up where they did because of that huge run.
1: I mean, to me, a, a few things stood out about Philly. I mean, you mentioned the miscommunications on defense, they had a bunch of them offensively, too. They really struggled to enter the ball into the post, you know, both because they were throwing terrible entry passes and because guys were hanging way off both. Simmons and Fultz and then a beam was just throwing the ball around the court for like three possessions in a row at one point. Something that that stood out also was they didn't have Wilson Chandler for the game. And you mentioned not having Ilyasova or Bellinelli anymore. Obviously, he's not quite as good a shooter as those guys, but he can swing between the two, three and four positions. And I thought that that was a real weakness for them yesterday. Like they were stuck playing Shamit or Shamit or however you pronounce his name for like 15 minutes. I don't think he's going to play all that much throughout the regular season. When you have a situation where, you know, all of the Fultz minutes are killing you because they're they're hanging so far off of him, I think if you get Chandler out there in that situation, it might help you a little bit on both ends. I think he's going to be a really important connecting piece for them, and I thought they really felt his absence, particularly in that game where you needed more guys to guard, you know, Jalen Brown or Hayward or Tatum or whoever it was. Like, they had Embiid guarding Tatum early in the game so that they kept him away from the Kyrie Horford pick-and-pops that killed them in the playoffs, um, it might've been better at, you know, to go with him on Hayward instead of Tatum cause Hayward didn't look like he could move quite as well. But I, I think Chandler's going to be a big help for them.
0: Hey guys, the uh, first time, is long that? time, sorry to interrupt. Uh, <laughs> do you guys think, do you guys think Joel Embiid is, is hungry right now? Cause I, cause I felt like Al Horford ate his lunch last night. So I just don't oh, know no. if he got enough to
3: eat. Oh no.
5: No, is that no good? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I liked it, dude. I liked you're getting that. a ding, my <laughs> it's gonna man. It's going to be a long time before you hop back on, caller. Long time. Long time. That was good. That was good, Zach. That was a good, nice pun. Terrible pun to start up the season. Um,
0: yeah, uh, oh, I got many- much worse in store.
5: <laughs> how many guys like uh, – there's Al Horford and Draymond Green who can dominate a game. Not dominate, but be- play really well without being double-digit in anything like across the board. Not even in attempts.
3: I mean, he, he completely bends the defense because of his ability to stretch the court. And, you know, he also, I don't think about Horford as a super fast guy until he's actually going to the basket. And so that's where he really t- takes advantage of his, uh, of his, to his speed when a guy like Embiid is guarding him. And you could tell that, that Philly had worked to switch to keep Embiid off of Horford when he was on the wing. And that was how Tatum got that, that really nice dunk in, in traffic because, Embiid blew the switch and that's what that's what I'm talking about I, I just felt like his head wasn't quite there and and maybe this is the China hangover I think it is yeah yeah yeah
0: I think so too uh, I mean you look at Clay Thompson he had a China hangover as well right <laughs> spent all, all summer in China one for eight one for ten whatever that was but uh but with with the Sixers back line of their defense I think you mentioned this with with Embiid on the switch and everything like That guy on the backside just wasn't there in position at the rim. Like, I thought the Celtics could have gotten a lot more at the rim than they did.
5: Yeah, when people talk about fatigue and like the need for rest and recovery and the jet lag and all that stuff, a lot of people think of it as like physical but a lot of the mental miscues from last night, just the miscommunication and the rotations and the back line, like you said, Zach, a lot of that is just the reaction time and your brain just not functioning at a high level. Cause you've been traveling across the world and then boom, you're going against the Boston Celtics, right? Huge, huge stage on game one of the season. So I think a lot of those things, I think will flesh itself out as the season goes on, but that's a tough game for, for Joel Embiid and the rest of the Sixers to kick off the season. And like Joel Embiid said in his Instagram, We got a Jalen Rose left to go on the season. Hashtag 81. (laughs) How long was he sitting on that one, by the way? Hey, if we win, I'm going to say, hey, we're going to win all 81 the rest of the way. Jalen Rose, if we lose, hey, tough loss, but we got 81, a Jalen Rose left.
3: You know, I I, I think Zach made a good point about Kyrie uh, or about uh, how Boston should have had more opportunities at the basket. And this is where Kyrie being out of shape really showed. You know, he was two of 14 last night. We're going to focus on the jumper, but he wasn't able to attack the basket. Like we're used to seeing from Kyrie, which opens up so many other parts of their game. I and mean, they, they only shot 43% last night. It's not like Boston shot the lights out and they still won by 18. Was, they won this on the defensive end.
0: Tom is the three point shot dead because I think all teams shot under 30% last they night. They
3: did.
5: They did all teams, all four of them, all four yeah. shot under four, under 30%. Um, and I, I'm loving this. I, I'm actually curious to see if Andre Drummond is gonna continue shooting threes in the regular season. I mean, we got all the the rest of the teams going tonight. He was oh for eleven in the preseason.
0: Oh for eleven! I swear I swear to God, if I see him take one step back three, I'm I'm just taking the distance out of the NBA. <laughs> so,
5: so, Gorgie Jang. of oh uh, for six. So Juala of- B, two for eighteen. Booch, two for sixteen. I love the centers taking threes, Hassan Whiteside included, but man. This is going to be ugly to start the season.
1: So speaking of big guys that you wouldn't normally think of taking threes, I got a a lot of numbers here about Aaron Baines. Okay. So before last year's playoffs, he had taken a total of 22 threes in 392 career regular season and playoff games. And he made four of them. Then he went in last year's playoffs, 11 of 23 from three in 19 games. So he made more in last year's playoffs than in like seven previous years combined. He went from taking one, three, every 200 minutes to taking one, three, every 17 minutes already last night, he was two of four from three in 19 minutes. Like he just did this basically out of nowhere to where he's like launching them. Every time he gets out there, you got all these guys working on it all this time. And Baines literally out of nowhere had made, you know, he's, gonna surpass his career regular season made threes total like tomorrow
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you could see that that philly had adjusted and they were actually contesting that three and i think when he sped up he, he's gonna have to give the ball up I, I don't think he's gonna be able to shoot well against the contest uh, i saw i saw him kind of bobble the ball a little bit and on one of his misses when he had the defense coming out on him and then he's doing this weird thing with his right foot that I can't quite understand. I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah,
5: he swings it a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, it, listen, if he can if he can hit 40% from three, that's incredible. And it's going to keep him on the court even more. Um, but I don't think that they really care if they get threes out of him. I mean, he's out there. I thought he was one of the best players in the game last night. Uh-huh. His rebounding and his passing were spectacular. Brad Stevens, baby.
5: Um, any... Any last thoughts on the game before we move on?
3: Nah, I think we kind of nailed everything. I, again, Boston is just a better team at this point. They're so deep. And, and, you know, even with like we talked about with Hayward and Irving, not quite up to their usual selves. They, they just had too much talent uh, to be able to bring a starting level point guard off the bench is just such a luxury. And, and if you look at Philly, they don't they don't have that period. You know, they've got Simmons, but Fultz is not a starter. Um, I, I don't. I wonder how long they're going to experiment with bringing JJ off the bench and starting faults. I I understand that it's a long-term play, but that was the best five-man lineup in the league last year. And if you're trying to win, that's, you want to play that lineup as much as you can. I mean, they were, they were spectacular because of that lineup. And so I I wonder if they'll abandon that faster than we are all expecting. It might be a, an artificial way to keep him fresh, JJ Redick
5: fresh for the 82 game grind. But I'm with you. I think his best, op- their best opportunity to win basketball games today, tomorrow, at, in April, is to have JJ Redick uh, in the starting lineup. But I can see from an organizational standpoint them backing Markel and being like, "Hey, we believe in you. Like we're throwing everything behind you on this, and you're going to be the starting guy and all this stuff." But at the expense of maybe the best off ball shooter in the league and you're going to bench him uh, for a team that really, really needs that kind of shooting. I know it's, I know he's going to get 25, 30 minutes a night, but still I want to maximize those minutes with that starting lineup.
1: I think one one of the issues was, you know, Brett Brown was saying that he essentially wanted Fultz to start at the two and be his backup point guard, which is basically like what the Blazers do with CJ McCollum. But if you're going to do that, that means that Simmons has to be the guy that comes out early in the game like Lillard does, where he comes out for like three minutes and then comes back in to replace McCollum. You gotta do the same thing with Simmons rather than taking Fultz out first, because you're you're not maximizing the amount of time that he gets by himself if if Simmons
3: is still on the floor when he comes out of the game. Problem with that is that they fall apart defensively without Simmons and he's, he's almost too important to that team. Uh, another thing to watch, he played 42 minutes last night. I mean, part of that was because Dario had, had some foul trouble, but I mean, if this is what they're going to do with Simmons, I mean, is he going to have any juice left when they get to the playoffs? It's, it's tough. Like their depth just is not there. They really, and I talked to someone else about this. I feel like, if you're a team that's expecting to, to have a shot at the finals, which I think Philly feels that mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. Um, you had, they had a failure of a summer. They, they, they in, did not increase their depth unless Mark L really turns it around and they didn't get another big piece to go with Joel and with uh, Ben Simmons. So and really do you need a GM? Like, really do you need a GM? Yeah, I, I think, I think <laughs> we have the answer to that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a tough spot. And, and I think that, 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 maybe we all need to pump the brakes a little bit on them. This is not the the 2011 thunder. um, Like we all expect them to be. That's where I am on, on Philly, but I was there before this game. Uh, This game didn't really change my
0: mind. Well, I like you. I like your comment about the win streak from last year, right? Like win streaks, long win streaks are inherently fluky because otherwise they would happen all the time. And so we kind of just took that team winning 16 in a row and like, whoa, Philly finally arrived. It's like, well, they can they're probably somewhere in the middle of that 36 and 30 team and that 52 and 30 team right right exactly
5: the other game of the night? Yeah, I just want to talk real quick about uh, Russell Westbrook eating a snack on the bench. <laughs> How'd you feel about that? Um, I don't have any problem with it, you know? I mean, he's Russell Westbrook. It's it's not a problem at all. And I think actually, like, I'm trying to think of the best sneak attack, like eating moves. But like when you're at the dinner table and someone get, gets their phone out and they're trying to be, you know, sly by putting their phone like below the table and looking down, like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know you're looking at your phone. While you're you're at the dinner tip, I get what's happening here. And, and Russell Westbrook, I don't think he was fooling anyone. And really, what is Billy Donovan going to say? Um, what is that a rule infraction, like a team one or a league one that you can't eat on the bench?
4: Hey guys, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie also did this too a couple of years ago. If you remember, it's Rob by the way. What's going on, guys? How are hey, we doing? What's up, Rob? Jade decided to throw me in, but yeah, Dinwiddie did this a couple of years ago, and he said that it was a team rule that they're not allowed to eat on the bench. When he
0: was with the uh, Pistons. Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan doesn't stop Russ from trying to eat on the court, let alone. On the bench. <laughs> Zach was not lying when he said there was
4: more where that came from.
5: Yeah, I was on fire. Yes. Yes. But like if you can drink like Gatorade on the bench, why can't you eat? Yeah, I don't, didn't I, see, I, don't didn't see I see LeBron drinking
2: coffee on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait, big. what about
0: those like goop, like those like energy goop hacks? Are those what is that eating or drinking? Oh, no. I think oh, what he was
4: eating was one not... of the things that did oh, what Jesus. he was eating. Was like, it
2: is not Friday, Zach. We are not going here. Are
4: you guys there's no star
1: goops this week? I need theory? this. <laughs> Somebody said during the game, was like, Oh, yeah, Westbrook just ate an edible on the bench. I was like, Come on. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, Yeah, I don't. I, I mean. don't. I don't. It's a problem. I don't it's not like well. he's go. He's not going swimming.
0: Look, how else do you get through Dennis Schroeder running an offense? an
5: edible. Like he was in California. They need playmakers like crazy. Without without Russ, it's it's ugly to watch. Uh, Thunder try to try to make an offense turn. It is not good. I mean, I know we're we're hard on Russell Westbrook being being a high volume, low efficiency guy. But, um, when you're relying on Paul George and Steven Adams to run your offense,
3: it, it's pretty tough or Raymond Felton. Am I the only one that thinks Paul George still doesn't look quite right? No,
4: like
5: no, I think that was a, a thing this summer was they, uh, the thunder are really good at this, by the way, of like, you know, downplaying the severity of procedures or operations or, or surgeries. Um, you know, with Westbrook a couple years ago with needing like three knee surgeries and everything was fine. Um, and then Kevin Durant, the same deal. Uh, Paul George is coming off a knee injury, uh, a knee surgery. And I don't think it's going to be something that is going to hurt him like big picture over the season. But this is the same deal with Kyrie Irving. Like he's working out some kinks right now. And, and with a shortened preseason, I think you're to see over the next couple of weeks, teams are still trying to get in shape. And I think Paul George is in there.
3: And and this is they're kind of I'm mean, I'm not going to say they're in a danger zone because it's too early for that. But without Russ, you know, I'm expecting him to be back next week. But if he's not, I mean, th- this starts to damage their their playoff seeding. Now they could wind up being a really dangerous six seed, uh, but I don't think that's what they want.
2: W- would you say they're on the h- highway to the danger zone?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Robertson. No, come on, the- nothing, <laughs> nothing. I the, thought
1: it was good. The,
3: the, <laughs> the Robertson injury is going to be tough for them, right? Because of his importance to the team. And we saw that last year after he went down. But, you know, this Russ stuff with the knee, like, is he going to come back and be healthy immediately? No, he's going to have to play himself into shape. And then is he going to, is he going to struggle with this all year? Like a lot of guys do when they come off these surgeries. So, I, you know, I just think it's really tricky. And, and Paul George not being quite right on day one. It doesn't bode well for them.
5: Yeah. I mean, they, the warrior, the warriors hit seven threes and they weren't able to like, uh, take advantage of that. Um, you know, when they, I think they caught the warriors on like an off night, uh, Draymond didn't have it too well. And, uh, they couldn't hit three pointers. Clay Thompson played really, really poorly. And they still, the still thunder like hung around and ruined the, the daily ding start time. But uh, this is this is a Thunder team that's going to have to get Russell Westbrook West, Russell Westbrook back soon uh, because this is a this is going to be a really tough race if if Jimmy Butler and ooh nice segue here if Jimmy Butler is going to still play with the Minnesota Timberwolves for a while um, the Thunder are going to have to play catch up here.
1: Is he going to play prediction, with Timberwolves for Prediction a while? doesn't get traded this season. Oh! Didn't Glenn Taylor say yesterday they're still trying to trade him? Glenn Taylor yeah. says a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he, <laughs> he says of
4: well, uh,
2: the best sources are team. Sources.
0: I got some sources. Sources? <laughs> you know. I don't know if it's aggregatable, but you know, I, I feel I feel fifty-five percent strong in this in this prediction.
3: Is your source Kevin Garnett? Huh.
0: I, my source is always Kevin Garnett <laughs> on anything.
3: So do do you agree with Kevin Garnett's assertion? that Glenn Taylor doesn't know shit about basketball is, would that be an accurate
0: assessment? Well, I think most, I think most owners don't know shit about basketball, but yeah, Glenn, Glenn's not a basketball guy. Glenn's a businessman.
3: And so you're thinking that they're just going to let him walk next summer. Is this like an embarrassment thing? Like for the franchise, like what's the, what's the kind of thought process behind that? I, I don't get that.
0: I think Tom Thibodeau is going to try to win games until he can't win games anymore because he gets fired. I think that's what it's going to be. I think they're, they're going to feel like, I think they're going to believe that they can convince Jimmy with a season. Um, I'll say this. Basically if he's not traded by January, I don't think he gets traded at all. Like when you get that mix of December 15th contracts coming up, I think there will be a flurry of activity. I don't know how much it would be productive activity, but at that point, like that's kind of the, the real test of when he'll get traded. There, uh, but I think Tom Thibodeau's is going to dig his heels in.
4: There has to be a team at the trade deadline that if it does go to January, there has to be a team at the trade deadline that says, screw it. We're giving up a first round pick and a young prospect for Butler. I don't, I don't think he's going to stay the whole season. Like, but even it, if it is a but rental at that
0: point, here's the, here's the thing at that point, at that point, if the wolves are like in the sixth seed, which I don't think they will be, but let's just say like they continue to win games,
4: right? If they're still a playoff team, I don't think trade him. Right?
0: You think Tom Thibodeau is going to trade him if they're in the playoffs? Like, I just I don't see it unless yeah, Glenn Taylor. And that's the thing, Glenn Taylor just floats in and out of like being active in this team.
3: Didn't they also
4: already get offered a young prospect in a first round pick? Well, like that was the Josh Richardson and the Heat's pick. Yeah. Well, well I mean, just some some. You know, deal that blows them away, you know, for a guy that's going to be gone in two, three months. I mean, like, yeah, but like to Zach's point, if they are in the playoffs, I don't see it, them doing it. But, you know, if they are an eight, nine, 10 seed, I mean, if a team comes up and does say, you know, maybe a player better than Josh Richardson, I guess you could say. um, And then maybe a first round pick and another protected first, something. You know what I mean? Just I feel like there's an offer out there that some team's just going to be like, hey, we're not supposed to be here you know we're a six
0: yeah but, but at that point at that point like what if like what, if you're another team why would you why would you bend to the wolves of that but like you've got to feel like you can dig in against the wolves i mean if i'm miami i would laugh at the idea of the first and, and richardson yeah for sure
4: like no no, saying, no the like,
0: price has gone down but <laughs> yeah
4: I'm looking at the teams more like that are kind of like on the outside looking in, maybe like a Charlotte, for example, like if the, if the Hornets are pushing towards the playoffs and they say, all right, well, you know, we got picks and we got some young guys that are interesting, you know, let's package them up, trade them together because teams are desperate. I mean, didn't the Raptors give up a first for PJ Tucker like last year, two years ago whenever they did it. So, I mean, like if you can get Butler for for a couple firsts and a decent young player at the deadline and the Wolves aren't in it, I don't, I don't know how he goes the whole season. But I thought, I think
3: the Raptors felt like they had a puncher's chance of making the finals. Like what, right. what team that
4: has assets and, and a puncher's that's, chance, yeah, that's the big gonna, question. Though. That's the big question that which team is willing to sacrifice. I mean, really, their, maybe. Their, and, right?
0: w- and won't think like, and won't think, Oh, we can just sign them in the summer.
4: Hell right. like, That's the other it thing.
0: So many teams have, have cap room.
4: It might be the Raptors too. I mean, for all we know with all the young guys in the picks, they still have, I mean, you never know, but I don't know. Oh, it's just, I, I think it's I interesting. Should, I think Philly does make a lot of sense, but then the report came out
3: yesterday that they didn't really like the dynamic uh, that that they feel like would exist in the locker room if they added Jimmy Butler. I mean, um,
5: sure. I mean, sure. They'll say that, sure. but yeah. Um, I mean that. I think that's a lot of PR, just like putting out there that, that we're not interested to
3: keep the locker room tight. Um, yeah. I also don't know what they would offer. I mean, I you. I guess
0: I, w- I would imagine Fultz would be in mean- there. I guess I guess Embiid Embiid for Butler straight up, so just do it. I'll call the league now.
5: <laughs> I don't know Ben. I would, would throw in Ben Simmons in there too, <laughs> Zach.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he's on Zach. a rookie deal, so it's easier to trade. Yeah, that's, that's the that's
5: wildest a good thing. That, but they might. Do wanna, they still have you know, Iverson's salary
1: dump. faults. so I don't know that the Wolves mm-hmm. might not take it.
0: That's true. Well, if you take Gorgie,
3: what about
1: you know, the
0: Lakers? Now we can make it work.
3: Are we
1: worried? Nah, Lakers that the
3: are going to make the deal. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. so, but. I don't know, man. Like I, I I, asked I the, feel like the Clippers yesterday. would be more likely. no? every story I've heard is that he would rather go to the Clippers and doesn't want to play with LeBron. But you're hearing the same thing about Kawhi, also. I mean, who knows what's true? Yeah, I think the Clippers make a lot of sense.
5: Um, let's see what. Let's see if their price goes down Tobias Harris, a pick, like if that's going to be on the table for them, uh, who, I don't really know what to make of the Clippers this year, but, um, they'll, they'll be desperate to try to bring in some talent. Lee Jenkins wrote a bro a profile on, on uh, Jimmy Butler. Yes. Last year. So that's, that's a done deal. I mean, Lee, done deal. Lee, Lee did a, a did a story and he's never written a story about anybody else in the league. Just Jimmy Butler, one profile he's ever written. Uh, so it's gotta be a done deal, right guys?
0: Plus, they plus they gotta they gotta start filling in some stars around Shea Giles Alexander, because true, he's maybe the greatest point guard of all time.
5: Uh, Zach, Lobby. I know you're I know you're at the Target Center. Um, I know you're there right now reporting live. I'm on the
1: floor. Yeah, on the floor, right?
5: Um, what do you expect Friday night? Cleveland's in town. What is going to be the reception for Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau and Carl Towns and Andrew Wiggins? Like, give me the vibe you're expecting there on the court where you're at.
0: Cat will get cheers. Cause he's infallible and has done nothing wrong in this entire thing. If you just go to the Twitter. Uh, so cats fine. Cats going to get cheered. Wiggins will get mild cheers. Butler will get booed. I think Thibodeau gets the biggest boos, even yeah. more so than Butler.
3: What if they flip it? And it and they're booing Wiggins and and towns and Butler is just cheered like Michael Jordan. Would that be the biggest surprise of the whole year?
0: The biggest surprise would be if the Wolves fans just cheered.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna show up? That that's that's the real question.
4: Wait, so
5: why is Tom Thibodeau being villainized?
0: Oh, he's the worst. He has to be fired. He has ruined the organization. I mean, sure, he got them to the to the playoffs, but that's just that's just by chance. That's not a that's not because of a roster he constructed in two years.
3: Zach and okay, I have okay. actually we talked about this. I, I think that that Tom Thibodeau, the GM, has been better than Tom Thibodeau, the coach.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree with what I said to you earlier. You that's, right. <laughs> that's right on this.
5: That's right. What about uh, Glenn Taylor? If he walked out just to like welcome the fans in for another season, like does he get the loudest booze, Zach?
0: I think they're just waiting for like a dance cam. I don't think there's any reaction. I think they're just waiting for the next game ops thing to come on the screen.
5: <laughs> what's it look like right now, Zach? Uh,
0: I mean, they're going to get shredded defensively, which no, I know no, is shocking.
5: No, 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 no. I mean, what's, what's the court, the the arena look like right in the target center. Uh, can oh, you give us, well,
0: oh, right now. Yeah, oh man. Right I mean, now T-shirts everywhere. Maybe. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, you know the dim lighting i can look up and i can see uh i can see that 2003 2004 division banner northwest division banner just glistening oh that's how you know you're a winner when you're hanging division banner so really the spotlight is just on that
5: is there like a, a middle school orchestra that's practicing the national anthem there is there someone uh,
0: we've got uh we got some kind of uh, american idol reject that has been brought in uh, that there's they're they're turning they're trying to find batteries for the mic right now so they can warm up
5: thank you for the report live from uh minnesota
0: to give us the latest jimmy butler definitely yeah definitely from minnesota not newport beach that's uh (laughs) that's where i am target center there's always money in the banana stand
3: Uh, the Houston Rockets programs? Did you guys see this? With Melo listed as the sixth man? What, what are we doing here? Like, what is that? Well, you know, they did list Eric Gordon there last year. Is
5: this,
0: is this, I
3: don't think I care about this issue. <laughs> Wait a
0: second. Is, is Eric Gordon the seventh man?
3: Apparently. Eric oh, Gordon. He got bumped. Bon- no. He's only been demoted. Guys.
4: They're only starting four players. They're not doing five.
1: Wait, Gordon's not starting, but he was starting.
3: No, they're starting Ennis.
5: Yeah, right now it's Ennis, PJ Tucker, CP, James Harden, and Clint Capella. Is what Tom?
0: The- Tom how much? How much time would you say you you devoted to James Ennis in your life, in terms of just thinking about him? Because when he was like a, a Heat second rounder, right? Like it, there, that was kind of a that was something the Heat really wanted to make a thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. And they did. He's starting for what could be a 50 win a 55 win team. Um for now, for now, but you got to dude, can you imagine being in that meeting with Carmelo? Hey, uh hey Carmelo. Um look, we uh listen. Got to bring off the bench this year. Uh just I think it gives us the best look. Uh we talked to D'Antoni. Yeah. Oh wait, we
0: can we can is... role play this. Let's role play this, Tom. Let's role play okay. this. I'll be mellow.
5: Okay. Right. Uh hey, hey uh Melo, uh, thanks for coming in. Um, you look great. The, the hoodie looks great off season workouts, fire. Um, you look really motivated. Uh, so I just talked to Mike, uh, coach says, um, he's, he gives his regards, gonna have to come up with bench the mustache. This year. Is that dude with yeah. the mustache? Uh, no, I don't think he has it anymore. Mello, but, um, but you remember, you remember okay. him in New York? How? Yeah. You, you,
0: I think you remember. Yeah, That mustache was, was trash. Dead ass. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, um, you're gonna to have to come off. I think the best thing for our team is uh, for you to come off the bench. Just talk to Mike, um, and uh, I think that's the best format for you at this stage in your career. But uh, yeah, we're really excited to have you here. Pat. So thanks for coming. Uh,
0: who's start? Who's who's starting over me? We we trade for Jimmy Butler.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, another Jimmy. Uh, do you know Jimmy Ennis by chance?
0: Jimmy Jimmy Ennis. Yeah. Ennis uh, Cantor. Yeah. I got traded. I got traded for Ennis Cantor.
5: Yeah. Uh, J- James Ennis. He's a real, real good um, pickup from is that uh, your,
0: Memphis. So that's your month. That's your two K yeah. my player. 2K uh, 2K my player.
5: No, Mello. It's uh, yeah. James, there. James Ennis. He uh, averages career three points a game. Um, I just made that up. Uh, yeah. He's going to be starting <laughs> over you Mello. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and also PJ, Tull- P- <laughs> also PJ Tucker, but Mello, you're going to be great. We want team USA Mello out there with CP and James Harden, Clint Capella. It's going to be great. So, uh, all right, let's roll the balls out and let's go play. Yeah. That's not going to go over well. It's going to be like the James Harden, uh, the, the interview, um, where the look away, the meme, uh, I think that was what Carmelo was doing when he got found out that James Ennis was going to start over.
0: Olympic Mello though. This How time, much- this time it's, it's real.
3: <laughs> how much small ball five are we going to see out of Melo? just out of necessity good lord did you just say that man what? This, listen this this team it's it it's telling that that they've made pj tucker untouchable in a jimmy butler trade that's like how bad their summer was
4: it's brutal gotta roll marquise chris out there man marquise chris
3: i do think you know oh. i think we're going to, I mean, we're going to see plenty of him, uh, at the five, but, uh, I mean, I, I actually, I think PJ he Tucker, sucks. I think PJ Tucker is essentially he the sucks. backup five. <laughs> uh, Joe Chi is, is out. Um, it's going to be weird, man, without Ariza and and Mute, two guys who somehow are really good and people who watch the league pay attention to like know this, but no one else seems to realize it. Um and I don't think it hurts them as much in the playoffs, but the regular season, they're they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna win fifty five games. The Rockets, you mean, right? No,
0: they're yeah. gonna they're gonna kill. They're gonna kill. I don't
3: know, man. I, I think like, Utah they,
5: that, they got that, Jimmy that, Ennis. I think that, Utah's that a two seed. style of
0: play I think Utah's a two seed too, but I okay. think they're both winning fifty five plus. Like I oh. I think um yeah, like I, okay. I think like that that style of play is just too hard to deal with. Random nights in the NBA.
3: But who's gonna shoot? Who's gonna they're, shoot around? I mean, do you think Melo is gonna be adequate enough standing in the corner? Like, do you think that's gonna
4: get it done?
0: This is not that good of a shooting team. They can just shoot a ton. Like they're like yeah. league average in terms of three point percentage, aren't they?
4: They're so t- they're so top heavy though. Like. I, I, this team is supposed to be like a contender, and it's like Chris Paul, James Harden, the obvious stars, and then like the talent level. I think feel like after Capella falls uh, off. I
5: mean, top in comparison heavy, to
4: other guys, like,
0: I don't know. When Eric teams, Gordon like is Celtics, your fourth
5: best player, I mean, that's not
0: bad. Well, he's our se- seventh, fan, Tom. <laughs> seventh <laughs> man, Tom. Seventh man.
4: But I mean, I mean, in comparison to other title contenders, you know what I mean? You're looking at Boston or, or Philly, or.
0: There are you know, no other Toronto. title contenders. It's the Warriors. Yeah. All right, there are no so other title contenders. contenders.
4: Contenders to challenge, potentially challenge Golden State in a series of some sort. Um,
0: Here, I'm gonna list off. I'm gonna list off those teams right now that. We- all
3: right, is that a bit. good. That was a good. Is that list. A That's a, wow. good. That a bit. That was <laughs> awesome. <I> was like,
2: <laughs> is that a bit.
3: <laughs> uh, to, to Zach's point, uh, yeah, Houston shot 36 percent from three last year uh, on 42 attempts, um, but will Melo actually shoot threes, or is he gonna dribble into those long twos all year?
4: They've instilled that mentality in him. If you remember the preseason thing he did where he shot a long two and he walked down the bench and he was like, oh, my bad, my bad. And like it was kind of like a little viral video. I think they're already like kind of, you know, trying to tell him not to do it. But it's going to be a habit for him. It, he's just taking so many long twos, post, post shots, like with the Knicks and everything. It's going to be just a habit for him that he's going to just do it so much. But their defense, to me, personnel-wise,
3: this is obviously on paper. We haven't seen it really, but they took a significant step back, losing Mbamute and Ariza. Like I just don't think. I mean, Ennis is going to be okay, but he's not Ariza. Um,
5: and I like how bizdelic was like, "Yeah, you know what? If I don't have Mbamute uh, and uh, and Ariza back, yep, I'm good. I'm out."
3: Now that that I thought was uh, was about Mello. That he I didn't feel want do like it because
1: he's old.
3: No um, well, he
5: said he wanted to go. Um, he's a Wake Forest guy, by the way. So I have a little insight into bizdelic, but he's uh, he's going to hang with his family, uh, spend a little bit more time with his family, which is fine. but I think it's funny that um, the defensive coordinator for the, for the uh, Houston Rockets that that got all the accolades last year under Mike D'Antoni for for having like a reputable defense last year. Uh, he just like pieced out once those two guys left. He's like, I'm good. I'm good on that.
3: I mean, he might be the smart one, um, you know, because the offense is only going to carry you so far. And, and and by the way, it can carry you quite far, but you're not going to you're not going to go to a game seven against the Warriors without a good defense. I, I mean, I just I just think that they you know, I, I've said this a few times. The biggest signing of the Warriors offseason was Trevor Ariza by Phoenix. Like it it was it was really that significant to me. Yeah. And PJ Tucker better be healthy for all 82. That's all I'll say about that. Well, and that's, that's my big problem with, with him being sort of the backup five is, you know, is he going to get worn down? You know, they, they didn't go to that, that tuck wagon lineup as often as people think during the regular season. Um, You know, they were throwing Nene out there and I just don't know if he's got, got the wheels to do it.
5: Yeah, we saw Draymond uh, earlier earlier this year. Earlier this year, we've already started one game. Um, <laughs> earlier this year season, he said, uh, "You know, playing the five wears you down, and doing it for an entire season, it's it's a grind. So it's a big reason why LeBron didn't want to do it for so long in Miami. It's just tiring. It's it's." it's a it, to like bang down low and to uh chuck guys in the in the paint like that's that's a lot of work for for PJ Tucker and over the long season like Nene's what good for 50 games maybe um so they're going to need a backup five and PJ Tucker and Meller are going to have to slide in there for at least parts of the season
3: and Marquise Chris, I, I do think that he's going to show some kind of value. Now it won't be on the defensive end, but as a lob threat uh, out of the five, I think I think that's going to be where he's going to play. I mean, otherwise he he's not going to shoot well enough or often enough to to be able to play much. For I don't I don't believe. Is that it? Is that all we've got?
1: <laughs> I think once we start talking about Marquise Chris,
3: it's officially right. all we got. <laughs> Uh, what, what are the big games tonight? Are you guys,
4: uh, what are you guys watching? I mean, the obvious one is, is uh, Dallas versus Phoenix on ESPN at 1030. I mean, that's the, that's the marquee match. That's huh? the marquee game tonight, guys. Yeah, I think, are
5: you I think,
2: well, <laughs> by the way,
5: the Suns are favored in that game.
4: Are you wow. wow.
2: The line is,
4: that's a TV game. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's watching ESPN, which you watching. can get those out on uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah,
3: I, that was uh, that game was one of Ethan's picks on Minnesota uh,
4: San Antonio,
5: not on house. ESPN. Huh. Sorry, Ethan, I'm, I'm fading Phoenix fading on this one because look, I feel like I'm going to bang the over on Dallas this season. Bang the over on Dallas. I think Luca is so much better than people. uh, I know he's a little out of shape. I think he's going to play himself into shape. Uh, Rick Carlisle was basically throwing games for throughout the entire year last year um, to try to get that pick. I think the Mavericks are going to be good this year. I think they're going to be right around 40 wins. And I don't I don't see a lot of people uh, putting them as like a 500 team. I'm going to bang the over on the Mavs and I'm actually going to take that Uh, Mavericks. Mine, uh, plus 1.5. I'm taking Dallas tonight. Marquee matchup on ESPN. Sorry. <laughs> Ethan.
3: That's insane. Uh, so the games are Pelicans, Rockets, and,
4: uh, Mavericks, Suns. They're missing. Um, I don't know how they didn't get Wolves, Spurs as the game tonight. That's, that's crazy.
5: Right. Here's what we got. We got Bucks, Hornets, uh, Nets, Pistons, uh, Grizzlies, Pacers, uh, Heat, Magic, uh, Hawks, Nicks, Cavs, Cavs Raptors. Raptors, used to be good, not so much anymore. Pelicans, Rockets, okay, okay, I can talk myself into that one for sure. Minnesota, San Antonio. Who's San Antonio starting at point
3: guard tonight? Uh, Bryn Forbes is going to yeah, be the Bryn starter. Yeah, Bryn Forbes. And, so and still bring you know Patty
4: off the bench, right?
3: Yeah, because they, they like what he does with the second unit. Um, uh, yeah, for sure, it makes sense. And DeRozan's going to uh, essentially be the de facto point guard. Like, he's going to have the ball so much that – it won't really matter, um, and Brent Forbes can shoot. I, I don't really think that this is that big of a deal on the offensive end, but on the defensive end is where they're really going to miss Dejounte and, and Derek White. Those guys are big. Like I, I don't, I don't think people paid enough attention to Derek White. I mean, and again, he was like the third or fourth guard off the bench for for the for the Spurs last year, but like he was really good, and and I think that they felt comfortable kind of plugging him in. Brent Forbes is not that that same defender. It's going to be, that's going to be rough. Um, There's a non-zero chance that Jimmy Butler blows up tonight, right?
5: (laughs) Just goes 40, 10 and 10.
3: Yeah. Like he could just have an insane game tonight. Yeah. How is that
5: not on, on the air? Can we, can we flex on the first day of the season?
4: (laughs) Right. They had all this time to pick the games and that's what they went with. That's Um, kind of crazy. But that, that that Grizzlies Pacers game. game should be interesting too. I kind of like it. I think the
3: Grizzlies won't be bad this year. I think the Grizzlies are going to be sneaky good. Um, I think that they're going to they're going to play tough, right? Like so, they're going to they may not win a lot of games, but it, they're not going to be an easy like rollover game either. Um, Jaron Jackson is really really good, and if Conley is healthy and Gasol is healthy, that's that's a decent team. They're going to be decent.
4: Yeah, it's all health for them at the end of the day. Especially it's them probably more than any other team because, I mean, those two guys out, fall off a cliff. Uh, and the Pacers, I think, are going to be great. Let's see what
3: Miles Turner does. I mean, he's got to step it up on defense. But, uh, yeah, this is a we- – It's man, this is what the schedule – how much do the schedule makers make?
4: Tom, do you think you could do a better job? Uh... Yeah, this is a week opening, opening, like big opening night. This is kind of weak yeah
5: well it's weird how much i'm i'm craving to see lebron like it's weird that i'm like wait where's where's he on day one day two not there okay well that's interesting um i think phoenix has two espn games in the first month of the season and then done that's it wow yeah so they uh they really front loaded that um with the with the Suns, I still I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Phoenix is favored in a game, much less against the Mavericks, who I think are going to be a lot better than people think.
3: Uh, here Here's a question over under 43 point attempts tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. Forty. That's my number that I set. I think they're going to shoot over 40.
5: Wow. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Um, but that's a lot of threes for them. Yeah, yeah are they they're playing. They're, They're playing, playing the Hornets. Charlotte here tonight.
4: Yeah, I'll say. Did you see their court, by the way? Charlotte. Their court for like the retro night is sick. The Hornets court.
5: I'm telling you, man, just go back full retro. Like enough of these like throwback nights. Just make throwback night every night.
3: I actually think for Charlotte, they should. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Why don't they um, make the whole plane out of retro night? The the plane?
2: Come on. Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Oh, oh. right. Ah. <laughs> wow. I like that, Dubin. <laughs> wow. I like that Jay, a lot. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the retro court, I'm
3: looking at it right now, and it it is fantastic. Like, I love the honeycomb in the lane. I think that that's, that's great. Yeah. Maybe wow. Let's we'll
5: bring out Grandmama for a couple quarters. Let's just do it. Bring it full full retro. Is
3: Hugo still there? Um their mascot
5: yeah yeah
3: okay yeah I haven't I mean I haven't watched a Charlotte Hornets live feed and I don't know ever
5: that's okay Maybe. it's all right yeah. it's all right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take issue with that I mean <laughs> here's the deal with Charlotte is uh they can't I don't even know what that deal would look like if they wanted Jimmy Butler like what it I mean I know Bridges looks really good in the preseason but uh like Malik, I don't think Thibodeau's wanting Malik Monk. He just dealt with uh, Jamal Crawford last year. I'm not so sure you want a young one. Um, yeah, who would be who would be the young guy to throw in that trade?
4: Well, uh, I, I think I was thinking more. It depends really if Charlotte, for an example, it depends kind of like what a guy like Batum shows. Maybe MKG. If those guys show like if Batum shows he's not completely washed and MKG like maybe takes a step up, I think those guys plus maybe a Bridges or. Um, or a monk, one of the, you know, that would probably be a package. I mean, it just depends though. And like, you know, everything's so situational of course, but you know, those guys would probably be like the, the bigger money guys to match up salaries and then pair package with a young guy and a pick. Well, they um,
3: would definitely have to eat uh gorgeous gangs yeah, yeah, contract also. For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no question that they're at a disadvantage as far as the talent of their assets. So yeah, they would have, definitely have to eat that contract. The Tyus Jones stuff is the weirdest to me. Uh, the fact that he's probably going to be traded cuz he can't get any run there is really weird. Like he he should be the backup point guard. And oh, can't man, get, don't off get the me bench. started on D Rose, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's it's just I don't know, man. Uh, I I've often wondered if if Tom Thibodeau has if maybe he's better as an assistant coach. Um, then a head coach, like the league maybe has passed him by, like, I, I've got some issues with his sort of defensive scheme and, and, and how it doesn't necessarily hasn't really evolved in the last eight years as the league has sort of evolved past it. But, um, you know, I, am not, I'm not ready to say that, that he's, he's not a good coach yet.
5: Nick Batum. Uh, Marquise Chris, I think we've reached the end of our rope here. Yeah, nice. I think I
3: think this is it. I think we're done.
5: <laughs> end um, of the rope. Uh, I, did, I like oh. Nick
3: Batum, man, I wish he would. Uh, I, I hope he's healthy.
5: I know, but there's not much to say other than what's already been said about Nick right, Batoon, Exactly. You know, like we know who he is. Um, so let's say
2: it again, though. Let's say it again, Tom. Who the hell is typing? Frankly, <laughs> Doobin.
1: Frantically
4: Dude, I was like, did you just add another
2: sound issue to your to your list?
4: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody listened to the Daily Ding. Great show. Great. Pod. Uh,
2: we did the promo for it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for and producing that. Right, sorry. Thank you yeah, for no producing problem. that. It's really great good. Job. There was a slight audio hiccup at the end on the way you faded out. But uh, we'll talk about that offline. Here. We'll talk about it online. <laughs> of Ro- Rob Lopez just got
5: sent into detention by Jade. Um, that's
2: got what just demari-
4: happened on my, on my On my record.
2: Things that mean nothing to anybody else mean a lot to me. Uh, but I did want to say the show just found out, guys, all ages. This L.A. show on January 12th at The Bootleg, which we will be selling tickets on Patreon.com forward slash count the dings Monday, 10 a.m., 35, it looks like 35 VIP packages will be available then at a discounted price, which means you get a T-shirt, the leftovers from the bell house, by the way, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to hang it's out with good. me, probably not a mean because he always shows up late, but Tom is usually there, right, Tom? And, yeah, yeah. and preferred seating, that's the most important thing. So all ages, So all. and, and, and the last time we played in LA, I will say this, we had a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds, so.
3: Does all ages mean there's no booze?
2: Dude, no, no, there's there's booze. It's something about California, I guess. Oh, interesting. That allows that, but I'm just stoked for Waz, like, you know, rated our Waz with a 13-year-old in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, it's actually, it, it actually um, amplifies Waz's. um oh. Yeah, what, what word are you gonna go with here? Hey, I know. It, it's levels. It, it <laughs> amplifies <laughs> his levels when the younger people get. You remember that time, Tom? Were you on that mailbag when we, we had that uh, fourteen-year-old? Yes. yes <laughs> I was. Uh, oh, by uh, the way, I, I got a seventeen-year-old coming on from England soon. You know, I said, I said, uh, it's uh, mandatory. All seventeen-year-olds must appear. So all you
5: twenty-seven-year-olds out there, just tell Jade you're seventeen and be <laughs> on the show.
3: Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to boss over that.